This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. I'm Nora McNerney, and it's going to be okay. I know that I'm not the best driver in the world, but I am a driver in the world. I do tend to drive the speed limit, which in the city I live is considered a speed minimum. This is a warning that if you drive in Phoenix, Arizona, people will be very truly upset with you if you are driving 40 in a 35. They want you to go 50 in the 35, 80 in the 55. They want you to not exist because you are in the way of them reaching their destination. People are like this, I think, everywhere. I know everybody in the world believes that their city has the most distinctive driving. You would not believe the driving in Phoenix, or Los Angeles, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or Pittsburgh, or name any other city. In any city I've been, I've gotten flipped off and honked at for what I think is just following the rules of the road. I was taught to drive at a place called Bart's Suburban Driving School, ironically located not in a suburb, but by two blocks, but still within the city limits of Minneapolis. And during my tenure at Bart's Suburban Driving School, Bart himself told us that speeding would not save us time, that going 40 down Portland would get us to our destination maybe three minutes sooner. And if we were late, we should just surrender to our lateness and not make it the issue of everyone else on the road. This was very Buddhist of him. In my memory, he taught kids to drive in a Camaro that was fitted with a brake on his side, but I never got to drive the Camaro. I drove his wife's minivan, and we would sometimes stop at garage sales. Which was so fun. I'm not complaining at all. So today I was driving and a car passed me, normal, gunned their engine, normal. They were in a hurry. I was not. Two minutes later, we both stopped at the same stoplight. The light turned green. Off we both went. They were speeding past another car and another. And two minutes later, we stopped at the same light. We went on like this for miles. Them speeding up, us stopping at the same light, them speeding off again. I used to get really mad at people like this. And I have, of course, been like this. I've been this kind of person. I don't know a lot of people who maintain all of the good habits that they learned in high school. I have, of course, been a person who believes that the three minutes that she's going to save on this car ride are the only thing keeping her life somewhat in balance, the only way to tame the chaos in my universe. The world is so much, and we have control of so little. And sometimes our cars, and a car's driving by right now, really creeping, but that's a loud... Oh my God, did this person find me? I don't know, that's a big engine. It's a big, why did I say big? That's a big engine. 
I don't, guys, I keep turning Irish in this uh, podcast. I don't know why. Okay, so sometimes our cars feel like our own little universes. They feel like our own little pods where we can listen to a podcast, LOL, cry, scream at the top of our lungs, scream at someone else. Not because them cutting us off was truly the most egregious thing we've ever experienced, but because of all the egregious things we witnessed and experienced, we so rarely have a ready outlet for all of this helplessness and rage. And a car horn is a great place to put it sometimes. So maybe those three to five minutes someone is saving by rushing down the road really is vital. Maybe their wife is giving birth in the car, which my friend Claire did. This summer, not joking, she gave birth in her husband's car. That's where the baby exited her body in the passenger seat. Maybe that's what's happening in the car that's passing me. Maybe they're on their way to a sick loved one. Maybe they are the sick loved one. Maybe they're just going through something stressful and pretending that they are Dom Toretto in the next Fast and Furious is their outlet. Maybe they're just a jerk. I don't know. We all are sometimes. Back to Bart. Bart was very adamant about preparing us for the written driver's exam. He wanted us to be aware that there were a lot of trick questions on the written exam in Minnesota. What is the speed limit? He asked us once, and we all shouted out answers, 25, 35, 55. And he shook his head, no, no, no. No, that's not the right answer. The answer is, never drive faster than conditions allow. That's the sentence as he said it. I will never forget it. Never drive faster than conditions allow. I don't mean this episode to be about automotive safety, although I'm obviously passionate about the subject. What I am doing is making a clumsy, ham-fisted segue into something bigger because I can apply the don't go faster than conditions allow lesson to my driving life just fine most of the time. But in life, much harder. I want what I want when I want it, and I want it quickly, please. I want it now or yesterday, or I wanted it yesterday, but now it's today, and I'm not sure that I even want it anymore, but everyone else wants it and is speeding towards it. And should I go faster? Should I speed up? Should I be three to five minutes ahead of where I am right now? But when other people seem to be going faster, seem to be getting somewhere quicker than you, are they? Or are they just rushing to the next stoplight where you're going to catch up with them anyway? And wouldn't we all love to just speed past whatever is in our way, what's bothering us, what's between us and where we want to go? Wouldn't it be great if putting the metaphorical pedal to the metaphorical metal would solve whatever issue is plaguing us? Sure, but the conditions don't always allow it. Sometimes it's raining or snowing or in Arizona, we have haboobs and that is a dust storm. That is also a real word, haboob. Sometimes you're just tired or you're taking care of yourself or your parents and your parents and your children or your siblings or just honestly just yourself. It's so hard to be a person and take care of just yourself. Do you know you have to go to the doctor and the dentist? The dentist more than once a year. Drink water every day. Sleep every day. Pay your taxes more than you think. It's a lot. It's a lot. And maybe today you are going to be speeding along giving friendly waves to everyone you pass. And maybe today you'll be in the right-hand lane with me. Maybe you'll get there three to five minutes faster or three to five minutes slower. Doesn't really matter because you're going to get there.
I'm Nora McInerney, and this is It's Going to Be Okay. Every day we bring you a new okay thing, and they are different every day, and they are not always from me. In fact, most of them are from you, and we love to hear your okay things. You can write out an email and send it to us at IGTBO at feelingsand.co. You can send us a voicemail, the old-fashioned way, a little phone call, 612-568-4441. You can record a voice memo into your phone and email us. There's so many possibilities. This is an independent podcast made by Feelings & Co. We are a little podcast company making feelings every single day. Our team here is myself, Claire McInerney, Megan Palmer, Jordan Turgeon, and Marcel Malikibu. Our theme music is by my best friend, who goes by Secret Audio. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? Learn more at thehartford.com slash benefits.